2: You hear that? Some guys have all the luck or gals have all the luck and it might be you. Now is your chance to win tickets to see Rod Stewart and Cheap Trick at XL Energy Center on Friday, July 8th. Be the 10th caller right now. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. I want you to call right now. You'll win the tickets, and then you qualify for the grand prize. What's the grand prize? That is dinner at Flint and Kindle, along with a one-night stay at the St. Paul Hotel after the concert. And I'm going to have dinner with you, me and handsome husband. Um, he's very interesting and will be very entertaining, I promise. So we'll get to have dinner. So I hope you win the tickets right now, 612-461-9226. Call right now to win Rod Stewart tickets. And that would be very good news for you if you won the tickets. And you know who else is full of good news? Our own <laughs> Laura Oaks. Because you know she does a show here on Sunday morning at 630. You can find it as Laura's Podcast if you search Laura's Good News. And she is here to just rain sunshine. Laura, we oh, need a little positivity.
3: We do. And this week... We
2: do. Yes, yes.
3: I really love this week's show. I just got done editing it. It's posted now. It's up wherever you get your podcasts. Just... Uh, Search Laura's Good News. This week's feature interview is with this person that I've gotten to know a little bit just kind of over the phone over the last few years. Her name is Lori Naumann, and she has the coolest job, I think. Of Hit me. um, She is in charge of the DNR's Eagle Cam. That sits oh right above this eagle's nest and documents what these birds are doing, when they're laying their eggs, when the eggs hatch, all of the activity that's happening in the nest, all of the stuff, the food that they bring into the nest to feed these babies, like pieces of rabbits and fish. Oh, and, boy. But it's cool. It's just like nature in action. And I am mm-hmm. just transfixed by this camera. It's amazing. I have it up on
2: Well, a little inside baseball. Yes. I remember being in the newsroom. And you're at your desk and you're glued <laughs> to the know. eagle cam. <laughs>
3: it's ridiculous. I cannot get enough of this thing. I know. It's just amazing. And even if it's just like right now, all it is is an eagle sitting <laughs> on two eggs. But it's yep. still yep. so cool because sometimes the other one flies into the nest and they take turns and they switch. And and what I am so shocked by and amazed by is that the incubation period for these eggs is only 35 days. It only takes 35 days For a chick to grow inside the egg and hatch, isn't that cool? That is amazing. Yes, I can't. I really, I just can't even believe that. So, can you imagine that for us? That'd be that'd be
2: much easier pregnancies, Laura.
3: Yes, it sure would. But think of how fast that would be from like one day your clothes fit and the next day they sure don't. they sure don't. Oh my gosh.
2: (laughs) So yeah. So So that's such a cool story. I love that. I can't wait to hear it.
3: It's fun. And I know a lot of other outlets have done stories on this Eagle Cam, but Lori gives a really cool perspective as the actual camera operator. And and I, it's just, she has these little nuggets of information that are so interesting that I just really loved our chat. So that's the I big piece. It. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now here's another fun one, Jordana. I don't know if you were listening this afternoon to the gong show on the radio of uh, the ramp off during the Chad Hartman show between Adam oh, Carter boy. and Steve Simpson. I heard them promoting
2: it, but I, I, of course I do, but I I heard them promoting it. I didn't get to hear the actual execution though, so share with me. Yes,
3: so uh, talking up the ramp is a term Mm -hmm. used in music radio, and you Mm -hmm. hear it on, you know, like rock stations from the 70s, 80s, 90s. Remy does Mm -hmm. it on Jack FM. Jack FM. Yes, Mm -hmm. where the DJ will talk over the start of the song, which is called the ramp, like the song is Mm -hmm. ramping up. To when the lyrics start, to when the singing starts. And then the DJ shuts up and the song, the singing begins. So, right. talking up the ramp is this term that DJs just try to get really good at and, and make it cool and funny and interesting and great. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hilarious too. It's just absolutely hilarious. So, Steve Simpson, my uh, cohort in the newsroom, and Adam Carter, sure both of whom had small market music radio experience and were familiar with talking up the ramp on these little music stations. I did the same thing in little Fergus Falls, Minnesota. They did a ramp off to see who will go up against Remy Maxwell in the finals. So Dan Cook on Chad Hartman's show played songs chosen by Remy where Steve and Adam had to take turns talking up the ramp ramp and see who did the best job. And it's hilarious. So part of that competition funny. is on Laura's Good News this week, too. It's super fun. I funny. can't
2: wait. Well, I'm glad I didn't get a chance to listen today because I'll yes. be listening on Laura's Good News. But that is a real skill. It sure People is. People don't understand how hard it is right. to, to, uh, right, to time it perfectly. And you're doing it live yep. as the song is playing. So it's really, it's a hard thing to do. Yes. And sometimes when the DJs don't get it right, I want to yell at them yes. because they, they're they talking over my song. Then. I know.
3: You don't like that. Or you don't want to be don't done like- with your talking too early because then it's obvious that you blew it and you're not good at talking up the ramp.
2: <laughs> Thank you. you Great. Right. Exactly. So it is a real skill and one that has to be practiced and learned sometimes the hard way. But that is God's honest truth. Right. Yeah. So that is so fun. So Laura, thank you. Of course, Laura's Good News airs Sunday mornings at 630. Uh, You can always find the podcast. Just search Laura's Good News wherever you get podcasts. Thank you for the fun. We needed it today. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Laura. She's great. Oh, we needed that. I can't wait to hear the ramp up. Then I, I was I meant to listen to it on Chad's show, and I just got busy doing other stuff, and I couldn't do it. So uh, I'm I'm going. Did you hear it, David?
0: Uh, oh no, I did the not. No. But uh, I think oh, okay. we need to have a ramp off between you and Paul at some point. That would be very good some afternoon. Oh. So. Uh.
2: See the the strange thing about us is that we never worked in music television. Well, that's what hey, would or, make it comical.
0: <laughs> It'd be just like our quizzes. You'd both fail. No, I was really interrupting you because you must say <laughs> hi to Peg, who is going to Rod Stewart hi. this summer.
2: Peg, yeah. congratulations! Hi. Thank you. Hi. Do, are you a Thanks big fan? You very much. I did hear them on Chad's show today too. How what were they, they were
1: talking about the ramp up? Good. I
2: thought they were both good. I I, I couldn't are, have chosen between the two. Well, I'm I'm impressed with both of them already. But are you a big Rod Stewart fan, Love? I like Rod Stewart. I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan, but I really do like him and have liked. So, are him you going to the show, or are you giving somebody else? The I tickets? am
1: going. I am going. Excellent. I will take Excellent. someone with me, but I am going. Yes.
2: Well, I hope to meet you before to take a big CCO listener uh, picture, and we will be in touch. But congratulations on winning the tickets, dear. Excellent. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You got it. Thanks, Peg. You bet. Bye-bye. When we get back, new study about menopause. out. that is not something we talk about a lot on the show, but we are going to start. I have a very personal reason why. My physician, my own OBGYN who delivered my babies, is going to be joining us next. So in the spring of 2020, remember that's when I was sick with leukemia, but I didn't know it yet. And I was going to a bunch of my doctors saying, you know, something's wrong with me. I'm a little off. Can you help me out? And I was having hot flashes and I wasn't sleeping and I was having trouble concentrating. And I called my OB and I said, you know what? I'm probably in menopause. Can I come in and you can do the test? And she goes, yeah, you probably are. Now, this is the woman who delivered my babies. This is a woman I have known for 20 years already. So I was, I went in, we had the convo, and then it turned out I wasn't in menopause. That's, of course, because I had cancer, so <laughs> that's a whole different story. But, you know, I was 48 years old. It was sort of around the same time. I had to start thinking about it, and I um, I got the test. Well, I went back a few weeks ago, and Dr. Elizabeth Elfstrand told me, Well, Jor, you are now. And I know that these are maybe very personal things to discuss on the radio, but menopause happens. At some point, it happens to every woman, God willing, she live old enough to get there. So yeah, it is a thing. And there was a study out this week that entering early menopause, that means before the age of 40, has linked to a 35% higher risk of developing dementia. So, because it's personal for me and because of the study, I asked Dr. Elizabeth Elstrand of John Haugen and Associates, my OB, to join us on the show to talk about all this. So, Dr. Elstrand, thank you for coming on. Hi, Jordana. After all these years, my friend. It's been 20 years we finally got you on the air with me. So, thank you. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs>
2: well, you're very welcome. So, before we get into
1: about your birth stories, you know, <laughs>
2: Yeah. Oh, I know those. Uh, okay, I will, sh- I, I will share one thing. And you probably don't even remember this. I remember when Marley, my oldest was crowning, you were at in the spot where but, uh, doctors go when you're, the, they're delivering a baby. And you I said, everything okay down there? And you go, Yep, Jordana, just braiding all this hair down here. Because Marley was born with a ton of hair. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's my doctor. That's She's making jokes. I love you. I love you. Um, so so let, let's talk menopause. Let, let's talk about the story before we get or, or before the, the study before we get into anything personal. Um, this entering menopause before age 30 linked to a, a 35% higher risk of developing dementia. Um, I'm sure you've read about this. What are your thoughts on it? Have you have you seen it?
1: Well, actually, uh, it's considered premature menopause when it occurs before age 40, and that only affects 1% of women. So we don't see that very often. That's extremely rare. Now, some women, when they go through chemotherapy um, and things like that, will experience menopausal symptoms. And certainly, you know, some women will have their ovaries removed and go through a surgical menopause. But this, this study suggests that if you go through premature menopause, so before age 40, your periods have stopped for a year, that's the definition, then that could be very significant to your long-term health and you should certainly seek medical attention.
2: Is there anything that can be done? Because dementia is such a tough disease.
1: Well, yes, there is. I mean, even if you go through early menopause, so menopause from age 40 to 45, um, and I would argue 45 to 50, that's still on the early end of menopause mm-hmm. because the average age of menopause is age 51 to 52. So when you go through menopause early, in your 40s, up to 50 even, I think it really matters that you sit down with a healthcare professional that really knows, knows you, hopefully you have a relationship like you and I do, and, and really knows your overall health status. And they can have a discussion about going on hormone replacement therapy Uh, because you've now had a premature ending of your uh, circulating estrogen, which affects pretty much all organ systems in your body. And it certainly can affect the brain.
2: So let's talk about that. Because when I went to you and I have gone through chemotherapy, maybe that put me into menopause at 49. Maybe not. You know, 49 is legit. Who knows what happened? But, But here I am now. Um, you said to me, you, you recommended estrogen and progesterone for me. And my hematologist oncologist said, Jor, absolutely. I agree with your OB. There's no reason at all why you shouldn't be on this, but yet, you know, we hear stories that maybe estrogen isn't great for women. So clear up some of these myths and share with us what, what the truth is.
1: Well, I think there was the biggest myth out there is that it's, you know, harmful to your health. For women that have low risk, so if you don't have a current breast cancer, coronary artery disease, a history of a stroke or deep venous thrombosis or liver disease, you could go on hormone replacement therapy very comfortably for 10 years and not worry about additional risks. And it may be beneficial to your health. So that's why you really have to individualize that decision and, and have a shared decision-making with your provider and go over what your personal health risks are, your family history, et cetera. You know, you want to look at your, BM, your, your BMI or your weight. And then you also want to look at what other things can you do to improve your long-term health. So like exercise, we know is great for the brain. Um, and to maintain a a normal weight is very important for your long-term health. So those are some of the things you want to really be focusing on when you go through menopause.
2: Okay, so because, you know, when I say, yeah, I'm on estrogen and progesterone, people are like, oh, my gosh, but you had cancer. And I say, you know what, that I try to educate them. I said it's just a high risk if you have breast cancer, not necessarily a blood cancer uh, for me. So, again, I just wanted to sort of, yeah, I wanted to share that with folks. And I got to be honest, I feel better. I feel better. Uh, so thank you. <laughs> but you good,
4: good, you mentioned,
2: good. yeah, you mentioned that people could be on it for 10 years. Does it have a lifespan? Do you only do it for 10 years? And is the goal to sort of get you through the hard symptoms? Or do the symptoms of menopause then reappear after the 10 years?
1: What I think women should do is just reevaluate what their healthcare provider like every year at their annual exam, because there's constantly new information coming out, etc. I have many women that stay on hormone replacement therapy because they feel great on it. And you know, so many women are so active and into their you know seventies. I I don't like to pre- prescribe hormones um, when women are you know in the elder years. But certainly in the 50s, 60s, even in the 70s, it can really make people feel better. So I think it's just, again, shared decision-making. I like to have patients, you know, tell me their preferences, and and then we discuss what their particular risks or benefits could be.
2: Okay, but but after the 10 years, what happens if you say somebody's on it? Or do they stay on it forever? Can you stay on it forever?
1: Yeah, so if, you know... Hmm. Every year we talked about it. And then if people say, I feel great, I want to stay on hormones. And I'm like, well, you know, sometimes estrogen can increase your risk of a stroke and things like that. But they're a smoker they're normal weight, they're really active, and they want to stay on estrogen. I will certainly uh, have them stay on estrogen. But, again, it's that, it's that conversation. I think that's what's yeah. important,
2: too. Right open conversation. Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Ralph Strand, is yeah. there anything that I didn't ask you? Anything we need to know? Well, it certainly can help with sleep. And, you know, I think mm-hmm. that's a big
1: factor for people feeling better. So, you know, I think estrogen is one of those things that, you know, if you, if you don't get sleep, you don't feel very good. I, in yeah. fact, I, mm-hmm. I worked last night. So I, you know, I, uh, I could vouch for that. But you know, so it's really important that we look at the whole person and we really figure out what are the factors that are going to help people live long, healthy lives. Um, just, you know, just the way they want to. So
2: Beautiful. Dr. Elizabeth Elfstrand, I am always grateful for your amazing care. I will uh, see you in a little while. And thank you again for the expertise here on the show. Well, you are very welcome. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too, dear. I tell you this, I've known her for 20 years, delivered all my babies. Now her babies are flown and grown too. Good to have a relationship with your own doctor, a a trusted one. It's time to laugh. It's time to play the weird news. I'll be playing this week. My story is about Mike Zimmer. Uh, 651, no, I'm giving the wrong phone number, aren't I? I hope I'm not giving my personal cell. 651 461 9226 is our phone number. 651 461 9226. Right now, we need a judge for the weird news roundup.
5: Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix.
2: it is time for the weird news roundup and Diana is our judge. Hi Diana. Hello Jordiana. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing today, love? I'm doing great. Have you played the weird so news happy roundup? Here, you needed a judge. <laughs> oh good. Good, good, good. Have you played with us before or have you at least heard the weird news roundup?
6: I've heard it before, but I've always missed out on being the judge.
2: Well, you're so it today, girlfriend. Today. You are it today. That's right. Uh, Let's put Jerry Peterson up first. Jerry, what you got for us today?
6: Kermit, is that you? A Nova Scotia couple whose three-year-old bulldog gave birth to a litter of eight puppies said they immediately noticed something unusual about one of the newborns. Her fur was dyed green. Trevor and Asha Moore... Audra Mosher of uh, Middle Sackville said they thought their dog, Freya, was finished delivering her first seven puppies when, while they were cleaning the canine mother, she started to go into labor again. Freya delivered another puppy, her eighth one, this time encased in a black sack, contrasting with the translucent sacks of its older siblings. The couple said they initially thought the uh, puppy was stillborn, and they rushed to clean the newborn canine when she started to move. We started to dry her off and noticed she was green and immediately again thought there was something wrong. So they Googled, my puppy is green, what's wrong? And apparently it is a very rare, and it has happened a few times all over the world, Trevor Mosier said. Uh, Rare discoloration, which has been documented before, is believed to be caused by light-colored puppies coming into contact with the green pigments from bile while in the womb. Names being considered for the puppy included... Hoquette, Fiona Wasabi oh. Lucky Irish and Pistachio. The couple said oh. the puppy's green coloring has started to fade in the days since the birth. Experts say it will continue to fade in the coming weeks until it is completely gone.
2: Oh, sweet baby, she's green. Oh, I have actually heard of that. I've seen the green puppies on uh uh you know, on the internet, but I love that they googled my puppy is green. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, right? The things you never thought you'd google. My god. Uh, Okay, David, you're up, my love.
0: All right, my headline is, let's just walk on over and kick Putin right in the shins. You may think that the U.S. is actually a long way from Russia, but of course, if you head up to Alaska, you may know that, and Sarah Palin used to say, you can see Russia from my backyard, right? Well, it's actually (laughs) 55 miles across the Bering Strait. However, there's two little specks of land in the middle of the Bering Strait called Bering. Big Diamode and Little Diamode Island, one of them is in the U.S., one is in Russia, so in that spot... The U.S. is only two miles away from Russia. Oh, come on. Can you believe that? They're right next to each other in the middle of the Bering Strait. One is called Yesterday Island. One is called Tomorrow Island sometimes because they're across the international dateline. They're 21 hours away. So when it's morning of Friday in one island, it's noon of Saturday on the other island. Isn't that crazy? So these two islands, often there is... Sea ice that connects the two islands and at some points it is possible to walk from Alaska to Russia across the sea ice now because of the political situation since the Cold uh-huh. War that has been forbidden. There's no way to get between the two islands, you know, but the you know native people used to live in both islands and travel back and forth. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Russia and how this will all end, but maybe just Maybe at the end of all this, you will once again be able to walk from the U.S. to Russia.
2: Oh, my God. That's weird. I had no idea. That is, that's weird. Well done. Okay. Uh, my story, my friends, uh, is about Mike Zimmer. A workout, a murder, and a car wreck how Mike Zimmer spends his days. I found this on Bring Me the News. He's not yet employed by an NFL team after being uh, fired by the Minnesota Vikings, but he has been um, texting his daughter and she put her texts on Instagram as to how she spends his days. So here is how uh, he is spending his days. She says her father is calling her twice daily via FaceTime to figure out an electronics program and uh, how to scan something called a Tovala. She said, what's a Tovala? A Tovala is a smart oven that costs about $380 at Walmart. He doesn't know how to use it. He's been asking his daughter. Meanwhile, the texts say this. I did the elliptical. I set raccoon traps and filled deer feeders. And then I got a wreck in my side-by-side. She writes back, WTF, do you need a supervisor? That is how Mike Zimmer is spending his days, trying to capture raccoons, feed deer, and unfortunately, getting in a wreck in his ATV. But he's okay, everyone. His daughter says that he is okay. So it's true. uh, A murder, a car wreck, and a workout is how Mike Zimmer is spending his days. So once again, uh, Diana, you want to hear the headlines? We'll start with you, Jerry.
6: Kermit, is that you?
2: (laughs) Now I get it.
6: <laughs> David. Let's just
0: walk on over and kick Putin right in the shins.
2: And me, a workout, a murder, and a car wreck. How Mike Zimmer is spending his days. Okay, Diana, you're
6: up. <laughs> wow. That was quite a group. Um I have got to go with Jerry Peterson's story about the green puppy. I think that I've never heard of that before, and I thought that one was really cute.
2: Gotta love a green puppy. Well done. Uh, Diana, I wish, you know what, we should have saved those Ron Stewart tickets. I wish we had more more, uh, prizes to give you, but you just have to make do with our love and admiration.
6: Oh, that's all I need. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have a great day,
2: love. Thank you so much for playing the Weird News Roundup, and I hope it was fun.
6: It was fun. Thank you
2: very much. You Bye-bye. It. You got it. Oh, we need to smile a little, my friends. We need to smile because the world is burning. So we do need a little bit of fun. Congratulations, Jerry.
6: Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks, Diana.
2: Got to the, the love the green puppy. Got to love the green puppy. Quick update before we get to Mike Max's sports. I'm um, looking at, again, my welfare check on Vladimir Zelensky, just making sure that the man is surviving and he's doing okay. He has criticized NATO, the decision not to implement a no-fly zone over Ukraine—I don't know why NATO has not implemented a no-fly zone. That seems like it would be um, a really good, a really good recommendation. Uh, NATO has not done it yet, so hopefully he will be doing it. And an update: we know that the Ukrainian nuclear facility was hit by the russians there was a small fire in an ancillary building this morning it was put out sensors are not showing radiation leakage from the ukrainian nuclear power plant that has been confirmed by u.s energy department officials just a quick update on ukraine and we will talk sports in a minute with mike max the wild beat the flyers 5-4 last night mikey is next mike max is joining us but where are you mikey
4: no, done assignment, watching games and whatnot, so it's, uh, That's awesome. it's March, we're getting into March Madness, you know? We certainly are, so share with us what you're covering today. I'm covering all kinds of stuff, we got, uh, uh said so the hockey games are the night from the high school side of it, uh, Hill Murray against White Bear is going to be huge over at all the arena, state wrestling tournaments going on, Then I mean, there's some big basketball games throughout the state as well, I mean, we got South St. Paul playing Montemite, we will be there, we got, uh. Uh, Eastview at Farmington—that'll be a good game. We'll be there. Stillwater's playing Crete and Durham Hall. We'll be there. So it's happening kind of all over now at all times. Although it dwindles down really quick, and by the end of this week, there really aren't that many teams or players left in the winter sports season. It's almost uh, over, except for those teams competing for a state tournament or in the section finals. That's,
2: that's boring then. They, they, well, I guess then our brackets will be out and we can start playing March Madness yeah, and we can then, have some yeah, fun in the college.
4: The W tournament comes into play, and we'll get into that. You, you know, the, you, you, you went to more of those games than most people did as a cheerleader of Syracuse. You know what I did,
2: and we did get to travel yeah. with the team. And, you know, often, those, though, they are not exotic locations. When we traveled to bowl games, they were always exotic locations. We went to the yeah. Hall of Fame Bowl. I think that was in was Arizona. I don't even remember. We went We went to a couple of bowl games, and it was really a lot of fun. But uh, the, the NCAA ones,
4: not all that exciting. Yeah, it just depends on the draw, doesn't it? That's right. It depends but on you guys, the draw. You guys were always winning, though, so you had fun.
2: We were doing okay, and it, it, oh, I always love it when I see Jim Boeheim, uh when I'm watching a Syracuse game. I know he's gray now, but, I mean, he was there when I was in college. That was more than over 20 years ago. I love the fact that he's still coaching and he's still yelling at people.
4: Well, well and he's got a kid on the team. I remember mean, he must have had that kid yeah. late
2: in life, huh? Yes, he did. Yes, he absolutely oh, Jimbo, did.
4: The old coach, he, huh? He,
2: I know. I can't imagine him as a as a father because he was so surly, and he used to even yell at us as cheerleaders. So, (laughs) like cheer, you know, he used to yell at us, and he'd get frustrated. (laughs) So, I I hope he's mellowed in his old age, and he's chilled out a little bit. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Wolves
4: play Oklahoma tonight. Yeah, yeah. And Oklahoma City's not very good. They're they're kind of a. Yeah, just a team out there that's rebuilding and whatnot. A team like the Timberwolves have been a lot of years is what Oklahoma City is. So, you know, The Wolves are still going to be probably a little bit patient with Anthony Edwards before he gets back from injury, I think. Uh, but in general, uh, the Wolves are in a good spot right now going down the stretch. They're, they're mostly healthy except for that. Their schedule is somewhat more favorable right now. And then they can go on a nice roll. They've been on a little bit of a roll. They can go on a nice roll here. So I think they win tonight in Oklahoma City. I just that, that, That's the way it feels. And uh, uh, there, there's not a lot there when you look at the Thunder right now.
2: All right. So you don't have a show tonight because of the game. But anything else you want to promote for covering for TV?
4: Uh, that's what we're working on right now. And, yeah, mm-hmm. the rest of in the individual phase. And, uh, uh, yeah, lots of good stuff, lots of fun. Everything's fun because it's tournaments.
2: Good, I'm glad. Well, look, you go enjoy. Thank you for being on location and making time for us. Go enjoy that basketball game, and we'll be watching tonight, my friend.
4: Thank you so much, sir. Have a great weekend.
2: You got it. Take care. Uh, One story today that I am just fascinated by. Um, A son testified against his father in the January 6th um, insurrection trial. Guy Reffitt's 19-year-old son took the stand against him today in federal court. And the reason I'm fascinated by this is because this story seems to personify what is happening in our country right now. Families have been torn apart by political leanings and ideology and some have gone down a rabbit hole. Others have gone completely the other way. And nobody seems to be able to have a conversation anymore. This is just such an interesting story. Um, the man on trial is an oiled worker named Guy Wesley Reffett. Um He was at the January sixth insurrection. He took part on it. He or took part in it. He bragged to his family about confronting police outside, the be- outside of the building. Um, his 18-year-old son, he was 18 at the time, he's 19 now, pushed back. And he said, Dad, like, don't you think that maybe that was the wrong thing to do to bring a gun on federal property and to make the statements that you were saying? But no, the dad, um, Guy Ruffet, said absolutely not. In fact, got angry at him. And at some point, he threatened his own son and daughter that they would face his wrath if they told anybody, including the authorities, which is frightening. Because I guess once Guy Ruffet got back to Texas, he realized that this was what he had done could possibly be illegal, and in fact, it was. You are not allowed to be armed on capital property. You are not allowed to threaten lawmakers. And say that you want to watch them getting pulled out of the uh, Capitol building by their ankles or by their hair. He said on social media, Congress has made fatal, fatal mistakes. And then he threatened his own family. Threatened his own family. His, the father told the son, If you turn me in, you're a traitor. And traitors get shot. A father said that to his son. That is how politically divided we have become. Yet, in a very courageous act, the son, Jackson Ruffett, now 19 years old, did turn him in. He said he felt guilty about calling the FBI tip line, but he did it because he knew what his father had done was wrong. And today, the son appeared on the witness stand, and it was extraordinarily Emotional. He testified for three hours how his father had become more distant and severe in his beliefs and how they did not see eye to eye at all. And we don't know what is going to happen in this case, but we do know that the political climate is tearing families apart and making people do extreme things. Fascinating piece in the New York Times, if you didn't get a chance to follow on on any of the uh, whatever news channel you watch today. When we get back, I'll update you on what I am doing with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We will share that. Um and remember the happy hour 6514619226 next hour.